Hey, and welcome to another week of the Rugby Report card around five. And I think we need to, even before I introduce my two uh, colleagues, I think we need to take this moment to say Moana Pacifica, welcome to the competition. What an outstanding event that was on Friday. And hopefully we'll get to talk that a little bit. But with me this week is Jim. How good, are you? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not as good as you, mate, in that singlet looking. Fit today. Yeah, it gets hot in this room that I'm in. It gets very warm, especially the more heated I get. Uh, well, maybe uh, hopefully there won't be uh, too much heated discussion. And there's also Blake with me. I'll be naked. Scarf, I'll, like. I'll be naked by the end of this podcast, boys. I'm bringing the ruckus. Thank God that's a podcast rather than the YouTube video. Um, we uh, obviously had there was a lot of rugby to, to talk about this weekend, boys, and I know we'll get into it game by game, but. Uh, I thought we could do today a couple of pick a couple of teams as well with the forty man squad. Um, obviously, training right at this moment is I hope we're smashing each other in the gym. Uh, I thought about picking a a form team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, form team out of the forty or what? Yeah, sounds good to me. Like, yeah, I reckon let's let's pick our form Wallaby Super Rugby side rather than the incumbents because obviously there, there's some incumbents that need to slot in there. But let's chat who's in form in each position, our power rankings, if you will. Um, bring it on. Sounds like a great chat. Can I add a caveat though? Can we pick a bum 15? Yeah, let's, let's go. I, I love, love that. But an area for, uh, you know, need for improvement team. You know, just a teacher talk, yeah? Oh, Richard, you bring value to the team. You bring credibility <laughs> to us. Um, so is that the plan? Should we start talking rugby? Should we start picking a team? We're going to pick a, a well, let's start. Let's, <coughs> yeah, let's start with a form wallaby 15. I, I, I want to throw it straight out there. Number one, I want to start it out, throw it out. I reckon Angus Bell is the form uh, form number one for the uh, at the moment in the competition. I think he's uh, he's been showing a bit of flair around the park. Uh, linking work, scrummaging has been awesome. So I, I'm going to throw Angus Bell out there. Before we get to, um, and I'm, I, I think we'll probably agree with you there, but before we get into it, can I, can I agree on the rules that two of us need to endorse the selection and then they're picked? Do you know what? This worked awesome last time. So, Jim, are you with me again? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you again. Yeah, awesome. Is- Angus Bell. Who's with me and Angus Bell? Jim? Yeah, I'm with you again. Oh, that was, yeah, that was easy. That was good. <laughs> uh, Honourable mention to James Slipper, who I think is having one of his better seasons um, in the same position. And I think yeah. if we're picking an incumbent side, Slipper maybe still gets that jersey. But form, I'm going to go with you on Angus Bell. All three of us are endorsing Bell. Talk hookers to me, Jim. Actually, are we doing bums at the same time? Who's your yeah, worst I- prop? This oh. is going to be tough. This is going to stump us, isn't it? No, no, no. I reckon we'll. Uh, I reckon we'll have a. We'll have it. Uh, have it now. I reckon. Gonna put forward as a suggestion, um, Zander, just for his idiot idiocy from the other day. Dane Zander, Queensland Reds. I reckon scrummaged well, but it's purely for the brain fart the other day. I reckon I'm gonna put Zander in there. Um, look, I can't say I watched the props all that closely. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'll go with you, Zander. Endorsed. Got a red card. Muppet. Yeah. Sandra, it is. Jeez, three out of three. This is going to be a quick pod. This, this is a loving. I'm putting layers on. This is just, oh, thank God for that. Uh, right, Jim, talk to us. Hookers was, I think, the comment from Blake. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you've thrown this to me. Um, few have stood out as the season's progressed this this far, but I'm actually going to put old mate Parecki in there as the form two. I'm, I'm a, oh, Jesus, Jim, I agree. Yeah, I just think he is playing with the, uh, the mobility that you sort of want to see or, or what I like to see in the two that Dane Carl style of um, 
mobility and, and work off the ball. And he's throwing straight and he's scrummaging well. So so more credit to him. Never never been in that wallaby mould, though. I know he's in the 40-man squad, so I'm curious to see how he'll go. But he gets my pick. Captain Natars on the weekend as well. And Parecki, what's the background there? It's got that sort of immigrant mentality, yeah. working class. I'm going Polish, Italian. Yeah, that's, that's you know? the vibe. Like he's well. at the market early Saturday pregame. He's got that immigrant mentality. Parecki <laughs> has my vote. So that's an expression. That's a that's a thing that's said. Um, Richard, who are you on a hooker? Uh, yeah, I would I would also. It's very boring. We're agreeing with each other right now. That the um, the only one you think about is Falafel Fanga, uh, but he's doing the basics. Um, Parecki, I still question his lineup throwing at times. Um, but he's overall, throwing to a couple good. of back rowers though, so you can't blame him. Yeah, but overall, I think there is. Uh, I think I think he is. I think you're right. I think he's the best uh, best hooker at the moment in terms of on form, definitely. All right, if we're doing not on form, though, who do you pick for the Wallabies? Probably Falafinga because I think that we talk about cohesion and I think the fact is that you're going to potentially have two guys in the row that are going to be Brumbies and I think um, line-up calling um, and I think the fact is they play together a lot, scrummages as well, I'd probably go with Falafinga personally. Um, all right, who's your, um, who's your bum hooker? Um, I'm going to throw it straight to, unfortunately, uh, Jordan Ulasse. I think he is unfortunately going to be the bummer a hooker from that. Um, I looked up some stats. He's only tackling at 84%. He's had so many handling errors, six handling errors. He's given away a penalty. So for me, um, Yolase is the bummer of the hookers right now. Yeah, really going to be the hooker that never was, wasn't he? Mm. Um, plagued with injury at the start mm. and just fucking unfortunately penned a shit contract with the worst team in the camp for a number of years. <laughs> and just injury after injury after injury. He's a bit of a... Um, F, who's that guy from the Reds who's now at the Brumbies? In the NASA. Court? NASA? No, F no you meant FYC too. Yeah. yeah, like one of those blokes that looks like they've got all the physical acumen to do it. A couple of injuries later and it just never seems to click. Particularly uh, in the wing. So, mate, this is a, this is just an absolute love in here, boys. I'll get quick then as we move on to the other prop. I think this is an absolute no-brainer. The most important player of Australian rugby, uh, Tanilo Tupo, is um, the form prop for the other side of the scrum. Yeah, I'm going to go another another way with you. Fuck and off. I think what we saw on the Ooh, weekend, I, like this, I might get I like a few. This. I'm going Sukopi Kapu at three, mate, to oh, captain oh, the team. For the Ooh. first time. Oh, I like this. I like you're bringing him back into the Wallabies In the squad. detached right column of Australia, New Zealand. Oh, he's um, hey, he's hey, played exceptionally. Got, Richard, what are you if, you if you've got some stats to back up that statement, I'm all in, mate. You know I <laughs> love you, some stats. Give if me you a got, sec. If you've, got, if you've got something, I will jump on that bandwagon for you. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. Won 98% of scrums while he was on the field. Zero handling areas. 100% tackle success rate. That is outstanding. <laughs> I don't think Tupac can match this. This is Jim. I think I think you're winning me over. Blake, have you got anything to counter that right this now? Is cra- this is crazy. It's this mad. I can't. What are you doing, boys? Someone's going to post this team up. We can't be picking old man scopes at prop. Just It's Taniela Tupo. You all know it is. Just pick him and let's move Don't on. get me wrong. He's on my bench. Don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. Tupo's on my Impact. bench. Impact uh, player. Form is what the what it was. And, yeah, he scored two tries on the weekend, Tupo, but he fell over, man. He's better than that. I think we've also got to, we've also got to, to wonder, is it just, which is worse, this team posting on on on, uh, on socials, or is it more fun winding Blake up, Jim? Which, which is it? I enjoy both. Uh, okay. I'll continue to do. But you also, like, I'm, I'm 
I'm picking for a captain here. So I'm this doesn't get out. So this doesn't get out of hand, and I'm not picking Reese Hodge in the Ronax just to spite you. <laughs> Can we just agree, it's Daniel Atupo, and move on? <laughs> all right, all right. Is that a concession? Thank you. Well, Richard, Richard's right, the one you on. need to swing. Richard's right. the one you need to swing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, um, you can have Taniella Tupo, yeah. So Kopi Kafu could be the impact player off the bench at 65 minutes. All right, I'll allow that. Um, <laughs> who's your bum? That side of the uh, scrum. I'd go, uh, I'll make Medrano for the Western Force. Uh, yeah, hasn't he been underwhelming? Not even yeah. Australian either. No, but uh, played with the Australian team. I just I wanted uh, Argentinian, great scrummager, I thought, coming over. Just underwhelmed a little bit. So, uh, yeah, for me, that's the, that's our, uh, that's the position. All right, talk us, through, talk us through the row, Richard. I know exactly who I'm picking, but I'm going to go last so you boys can't just pick guys from the retirement home to spite me. So talk us through the row, Richard. Who's I think for the second for, rowers? I think um, it's interesting when we use that, that word for because it's the, uh, the first name I would say is not only form but levels of excitement towards this player. I think uh, I think Frost is is starting off real well with that Brumbies team at the moment, um, but it's his buddy... Um, Swain next to him, I think, is probably the, the, the form second row, one of them at the moment. Um, and potentially Rodder would be the other one over at the force. I think both of them are playing really well. Um, Jim? Yeah, look, it's hard to um, counter that. I don't think either of the force, sorry, either of the um, red second rowers are playing well enough to sort of pip those two as it stands currently, especially having beating them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Swain and Frost there. I mean, there's an argument for big Rodder. It's got to be Rudder, boys. He's been just yeah. about the best forward in Australian yeah. rugby. He's the, the whole Western force. He's keeping that team together. I think there's – if he's missing out, it's just because he's in a shit team. It's got to be Rudder and Frost, doesn't it? Oh, Rudder. Oh, so we've got – so I've gone Swain and Rudder. Jim's gone Swain and Frost, and you've now gone Frost and Rudder. It's a mess, boys. It's, it's, it's just got to be Rudder and Frost. I was, I, was going, I was going Rudder. I didn't know. I was picking two. So it's going to be Rod. Rod is a lock. Rod is a lock. Oh, great word, Jim. He's a lock. Well done. Oh, He's that's very well. Oh, Jim. He's a lock at lock. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, if you if you go frost with me, I'll give you my bum second rower. How is no, that? Is that a trade? You fucked me with Kepu. I'm going with Richard. <laughs> that's outstanding, Jim. That's it. Welcome to the dark side, mate. That feels that's good. Crazy. <laughs> it is warm here, though. That's true. Um, Hit us with the flankers. Blake, start us off. Well, no, we got a bum, bum second rower. I got two bum. I got my two bum second rowers. Well. I, I, I'm going to throw um, Matt Phillip for just utter regression. That's left harsh. the left That's the Wallabies last season as was he's international class second rower. We're six seven weeks into this. I got no many, no idea how many weeks you're in it. Maybe six. And um, he, he's Jesus. It was a charity picking him in the Wallaby squad. The way he's playing. Um, so it's not a bum as in he's a bum. He's clearly class. But his performance this year, bumish, bumish. Who you got, Richard? Um, I've got uh, old mate Thrush from the uh, old force. Yeah, he's only been playing a, a few games, but since he's come back, he's been pretty terrible. And this one I reckon you'll both disagree with. Um, I know there's been a lot of chat about Blythe up at the Reds, uh, but actually looking at the stats around him, because I do love me some stats, he's actually not – the statistics don't actually back up uh, what is actually uh, what the, the big hype is at the moment. So my two second row bums might are going to be Thrush and Blythe at the moment. Interesting. Thanks, Jim. I feel Thrush hasn't, Thrush hasn't had a lot of game time, right? He's come off. Boys love him too. Boys love getting around Thrush. So I feel like he does lift something in that team. Wow. 
Um, I'll tell, tell you who didn't impress me at all, and I don't know, maybe it was the debut for him, but old Jeff Cridge from the from the Tars on the weekend. Now he's played a few games, old Cridge. He's been in a few games. <laughs> well, he shouldn't play anymore because oh, wow. it wasn't a great display <laughs> from the man. Wow. wow. You're going to slap me? <laughs> I'm not going to go full Will Smith on you, but I'll tell you who will. Rugby Twitter people, when you speak about red cards being a bad thing, Jesus Christ. Holy moly. They it's, fairly, of- it's fairly down the line, though. You get some who uh, just can't stand it and some who are in stark defence of it. Mm, mm. It's like a litmus test or something. It's like a Rorschach test. They throw out a red card. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long have you been arguing this? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, hold on. Who, we, we have no agreement here at all. No, we don't. On the bombs. No. We're, we're in absolute licorice all. Go to the Rebels. Surely they got someone that's shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that's, that's why I learned Philip. Um, all right, so who, Hill, who, do who the hell's Hill? Who do you want? Uh, Hill? Who do you want, Blake? Because uh, we got. Look, my final submission is Cridge and Josh Hill. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Josh Hill too. <laughs> I just reckon Thrush is all right and um, Blythe. Yeah, a couple of couple. It's of also not as game. not not Australian Thrush. So I'm just trying to. I'm just the only one playing by the rules here. <laughs> He's you know picking Madrano. You're picking Thrush. It's chaos. Kepu out of the tournament. I'm the only one playing by the rules here. I'm going Philip and Hill. Rebels for the clean sweep. You know Jim's what, Jim? with me on Hill. I, Jim, I feel, I feel Blake's getting a, a little bit, you know, a little bit stressed. I no, I don't have a particularly strong just, opinion on Sakharovas. Let's, let's go. I don't right, care we'll if I win this one. <laughs> you, you disagree with me a fly after this is gonna be this is gonna be leather. I'm gonna go Will All Smith right. on you. Okay. Uh we'll go uh Hill and uh who else did you say? <laughs> Philip. Philip, okay, let's go then. All right, next. conversation. All right, back row. I'm gonna go Uru at six. Um on my is, vote. Um Richard, you on board there? Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, eight. He's he's also not Australian, so you're not really playing by the rules, Blake. But yeah, that's that's good. Well done. <laughs> Will be, but surely we're oh, dodging. Right, yeah. Didn't we already discuss this? I'm not yeah. in favour of it, by the way. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go a bit crazy here. Certainly wouldn't even have him in a Wallaby squad. But right now I'm going to go form number eight, Harris from the Tars. Yeah, yeah, he was my uh, Wallaby bolter at the beginning of the uh, year. Yeah, so I'd, I'd agree with, with that. You might as well be done eight. You might as well do the seven as well. He's your seven. <sighs> I don't think anyone's particularly stood up here. Um, I'm going to have to go Fraser McBride. Um, I think Gamble's played very well, though. Mm. Um, I just don't think um, – I think Brown at the Brumbies had his first good game. He had a belter of a game on the weekend, but he wasn't great so, before that. So, yeah, there's an insight to who my bummer might be for the seven. Oh, there you go. So I'm going to have to go Fraser McBride here. Um, obviously, you're, you're incumbents, Hooper. Um, later down the track, and six and eight, my incumbents are Valentini and uh, Wilson from the Reds. But um, I'm going to say my form back row is Uru Harris McWright. I'd second that actually. Sorry, Jim, I'm going to interrupt you at that point. Uh, I would, I would second that. I think that's they're, they're the form options. Uh, look, if you look at all the teams, you know, it's been chopping and changing. You know, in that Rebels team, even in the uh, the Force team, there's been a few changes. Um, gamble, I love his energy and his work ethic. You know, pretty much the same thing, but it's not quite there in terms of quality. Um, and yeah, I agree with Brown. So I think the sevens nailed on. Harry Wilson's not been as good as as Harris. So yeah, I'd, I'd agree with all those. I, 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 I think I'm you're not, way off on the eight. 
I think you're both way off on the oh, edge. You're, you're, you're trying to fix something that's not broken. Valentini's playing fucking lights out. You just want to throw some scandal into the headline by picking someone who hasn't had a debut yet. But I you're wrong, it, mate. I think it's because Valentini's been playing six. Was was my issue. Hasn't he been playing six most? Am I wrong? I no, could I think be you're wrong. wrong. No, no, wrong. no, you are correct. Pete Simon's been playing eight because he was um, my quote. He was my question for he has, I don't think he's had a great season with Samu either, but he's not the bum of the most of team. But he's I don't think he's had a great season Samu. And, and yeah. then I think on the Harris Wilson debate, maybe even Wilson's outplaying him, but I think on reputation, Harris is you know what I mean? You know, when you're the the new kid, it seems more impressive. Harry Wilson, mm. we almost expect him to play like a wallaby week in, week out right now. Mm. So I, I think that's why I've got Harris there. But look, I don't I think you're onto something, Jim and Valentini, but I, I was picking him at six. And I think Uru's been been better. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he's outplayed him, uh, but that's not not to say that again. I don't think. I think. Um, I think Valentino will, will don the eight eight jersey when uh, when they come up against England. Though. Well, you never know, though. You don't. You don't know that. It's very um, true. <laughs> I just mean like they they they've swapped his position a fair bit in the Wallaby squad, and if, if eights are putting their hand up, which is what is occurring. And Uru ineligible. Like, it's not the most wild idea to throw him in at six. And you know what? The thing about him, he's, I'm not saying he's a jack of all trades, but he seems like that he can, he can interchange between that six and eight. And the problem is that he'll have, if he keeps interchanging, then he will be seen as a utility person held on specialist in one of those positions and are seen as a balancing act. And he's just got to be careful of that because and in, in some of the early Super Rugby rounds, Valentini was outstanding, but he's just tailed up a little bit. And he has that tendency in the international game to, to not be as impactful. But he's so young and raw, he's definitely someone who's going to grow into it. But I think he needs to decide or coaches need to decide where is his best position? Is it a six or is it an eight? Um, all right, boys, bum back rowers. This is a bit tricky. What do you got? Oh, actually, do we agree? Do we, we we agree, Jim? Your, your vote was redundant. Yeah, you just right, stalled yeah. and wasted everyone's time there. How dare you? I right, decided before I ever spoke up, Jim. Why don't you go first? Who's your bum back, right, Jim? I'll tell you mine afterwards if you want. Oh, I don't know, man. I need time to think of this one. Who's that big lad who was playing for the Rebels at eight? I don't think he played last weekend. So the, uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've got Wells actually as one of the bums. No, no, no. I know, I know that he's not who you're talking about, but I actually have Wells as my bum number eight. Probably for the reasons what you said, Blake, in regards to the expectation to be playing at a higher level. He seems to turn over the ball a lot, lots of unforced errors. Um, I think maybe he's just trying too hard to make a difference in that team because there's not a lot of go forward. Uh, my seven was Brown, I already mentioned. I don't think he's had a great season for the Brumbies already. Um, he played well at the weekend, but um, so, uh, but again, I don't think he's been outstanding. And the other one for me, I'll just tell you now, as much as, he, again, he played well, but he played well as a lock at the weekend. I just think Sinclair is a bit of an average open side, uh, blind side, yeah, open side, no, blind side, um, against when you compare him to the other sixes in the competition. So for me, my back row is Sinclair, Brown and Wells. Uh, I don't know if I entirely agree with those, Richard, but I also, I also think the um, we've, we've got decent back row stock. The, it's Ioane, the number eight for the Rebels. I just found he ran so predictably straight. Um, he was absolutely atrocious when he was getting minutes for the Rebels, uh, but they finally come to their senses and dropped him. Um, so he's my eight uh, instead of Wells. Um, Brown at seven feels harsh because he had such a good game on the weekend, but prior to that game, he's been pretty shit. So I'll, I'll go with you on that one. And then who did you have at um, six, Richard Sinclair? Oh, yeah, Sinclair. look... We had a belter of a game on the weekend as well. But, but playing, yeah, that's what you said. 
Yeah, he is. But he had a great game at the weekend. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But he, he played in the row. And that, I think that is that is his position. He's not a back rower. Like, so, um, yeah. Jim. I'm with you there, Jim. Yeah, look, they're all firing. The back three in, the, in our main three teams are, are playing really well. So you really got to pick the back row who aren't performing, who aren't getting the win at the end of the day. So most of those are going to come from the Rebels to me. As much as Wells looks like he's playing well, he's playing well in a really, really bad team, which means he's playing average. So I'm going to go the full back three of the Rebels. Ah, right, that works for me. All right, finally we're into the backs. Jesus, I suffered through the forwards there. We can finally talk some real rugby, boys. So uh, can, I just, can I just confirm, did you just agree to the six, seven, and eight all of the Rebels, Blake? <laughs> he doesn't listen, mate. He just wants to push on. I tuned out, boys. We're talking about forwards for way too long. I tuned out. Nah, nah, I'm with you, Richard. I agree with you. Who did you have, Jim? Your Wells tick. Sinclair's in. I'm with him. And then who was your seven, Jim? Don't try and make up, mate. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Ship sailed, isn't it? All right, fuck is. Uh, halfback, who's your form half? Why don't you just tell us yours? This yeah, is we'll what you just, Yeah, we'll just agree. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good job, Blake. Um, it's actually really hard because I think the answer is Tate McDermott, but he's missed a lot of football. doesn't really matter. Uh, I think he's the heavy hand up. I was really impressed with Lonigan on the weekend. Mm. Um, I think there's a future there somewhere for him. I'll be getting the cash book out, but look, Tate still picks it. I, I still, yeah, I, I, obviously it's already been ratified, but I, uh, I still, uh, he's not going to be the, uh, it's not going to be the Wallaby nine. I just say that now. He'll be the uh, off the bench Wallaby, but yeah, pal for, uh, sorry, um, the the bum for me is pal. By the way, just so oh like, yeah, oh, it picks you. itself. How Jeez. nice is it as a coach? Right? I ran this whole segment so we could crack that. Yeah, as a coach, how nice is it when the selection picks itself? I think there's a few a few players in this back row. This bit, this set of backs that they'll pick themselves. Just I reckon they'll be in a slightly different order. And I reckon they're all wearing the same jersey. No, they're not. I got a lot of variety in my team. I reckon here. Yeah. Um, right. Form fly half, Jim. Who you got? Well, <clears throat> it is a bit hit and miss here. It really is. Really is a bit hit and miss. I don't really know who to pick. I was going to go Donaldson, but he missed no. a game. I, I was think this one's go... obvious. This one's obvious, Jim. Come I mean, on. are you leaning James O'Connor? I personally am, yeah. I think the others are too inconsistent. I think, yeah, I think you're right, but I'm not heat stoked with that. But, yeah, I'll, uh, that's where I was leaning. Because I think Lodicea L- L- um, L- has his moments and he's probably more um, consistent or stable, but I think James O'Connor has his moments of brilliance, and then, but he also has his under moments as well. But I, I just think the, the dude who played 10 for the Brumbies on the weekend, mate, slotted in very, very yeah, nicely. Got the, got the team moving forward, got the backs doing their razzle-dazzle, which mm. means how much of it, how hard is it to sort of link that and get it moving forward? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that the advantage moving in, just that 10 coming into that Brumbies, the structures at, Brum, at the Brumbies are so good and so well drilled. I think it's, if you're going to be a guy slotting into a team, the Brumbies is one that you want to slot into for the aforementioned reasons. Like, I think all uh, the CEO is working through a rough patch at the moment. I reckon he's got a little head games going on. Um, look, I think that's a wild allegation. Uh, but I agree with Richard on the Brumbies is system, system, systems. I reckon you could slot in at 10 there, Jim, and have a decent game. Um, I, I've got to go with O'Connor as well And I think it's the same problem as last year You never want to ratify him Because he doesn't feel like he controls the game at 10 um, But he is the form 10 It is what it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Even though he doesn't look like a 10 Who's your um, – uh, surely we're all on the same page here Who's your No, no, no We're going to be different here It's Matt Tamoa, right? No, I've moved Matt Tamoa to inside centre Because I struggled <laughs> when I thought about this Because right? there's been a lot of very good centres playing at the moment So I moved Matt Tamoa to 12 in my uh, – 
in my thought process. For Bum at 12? Yeah, he's, he's the Bum at 12. So my Bum 10 is Jake McIntyre at the Western Force. He's just a very, very average fly half who misses tackles, who makes lots of handling errors. So Jake McIntyre was my bum at 10, so I could move Matt Tamua to 12. But if you want to go the other way, then I will I will fold to you too. I think that he doesn't have the body of work. Tamua has been shit week in, week out. He's got the body I of just, work. Just, I'm, intrigued to to I'm, I'm intrigued who your two centres are going to be, your two bum centres. That's all I'm going to say. It is interesting, though, Australian rugby right now. I think back row and centres, we're pretty strong. Um, mm. Pretty strong across the board. Like it, it's hard to pick some palms. It's not at oh. ten though. It's Matt Tamua. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who you got? I knew this was going to come down to me, man. And oh, <coughs> it's tough. Hey, it's tough because because there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Tamua has been very bum worthy. And then Jake McIntyre. I just you know you can't play rugby with curly hair. There's something that just counteracts that. So I don't really know where I'm going to lean. But I think hey, body I of just... work. I think body of work's got me. I, I think the body of work Jim. line's got me. Jim, he's just a, you know, he's played six games, Jake McIntyre. He's only made 20 out of 28 tackles, 71% tackling. Uh, Richard, I played fly half my whole life. I didn't make a tackle. It's no. fine. You can't be judging a fly half on the tackle. Yeah. If you play the position right, you don't actually need to make a tackle. <laughs> Look at Quaid. Oh, that's why you hate Quaid. <laughs> We've worked it out. I'm going with Tamua. That is that is right. You've got the body of work. He's got the body of work. Jim, you've made an error there, man. I'm, you two are going to struggle with centers. You've made an error. But I'm disappointed. Just, I looked just, at Tamu's size, his sample size, and I made a decision, mate. Just, That's it. I, don't, I don't think you should be looking at the sample size, mate. This yeah, doesn't date back to McIntyre's career at the Reds. I can't take that into consideration, Richard. I'm sorry. Do you know what? This is just as outrageous. Uh, moving on. Uh, who's the uh, who's the Wallaby centers on form right now, boys? Uh, oh, this is purely on form. It is not who I'm picking. We need to make that point. That we like we did the the entire episode. <laughs> just in case they just tuned back in. I think they've just realised what we're doing, mate. <laughs> they've, they've, but they've pieced it together. Intelligent audience at Rugby Crowd. Um, all right, am I going? It feels like I'm going here. Yeah, we're uh, well, we're not ready to bait a breath, mate. 12 for me, Simone. I think he's been sensational. I would not have him anywhere near a gold jersey, but he is my pick for the form inside centre, uh, and I think everyone's been strong. I think Hamish Stewart has been brilliant. Um, that's about it, really. Um, I think Fiketti's been really good too, had his best season so far. Uh, moving to 13 was cruel, um, but it's Simone for me at 12, um, and then 13, that is really tough because Paisami has been sensational, but Jesus Christ, still my sunshine is just playing like a world-class outside centre every touch of the ball he has. I am 13. I toss a coin. I'll ratify either of those two, whichever you two decide on, Ikitao or Paisami. Uh, but for out-and-out out 12s, it is Simone for me. But if I could pick, I'd pick Paisami and Ikitao. But I'm rambling here. If someone could interject, that would be great. Oh, I, I, I don't see why. So Paisami, Paisami can't be picked at 12 here. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying they've got to, we're picking a form team on what they've played. So I can only play 13? He's, he's playing 13. All right, then. We're not picking a Wallaby team. We're picking a form so Super Rugby you, performance. Just to confirm, as we are in, you know, 20 minutes. And what are the rules again, Blake? Sorry, <laughs> what are the rules? What are the rules? Santa, um, insides and outsides, it's the same thing. Same thing. A little bit different. Yeah, very. Not that I've played there, but slightly different. Um, oh, look, I'll, I'll interject and say I agree with Simone. I actually looked at some of the stats and some of the uh, other players. I love a good stat, Richard. Uh, some of the other players actually come up a little bit better, but I think you just add so much um, defensively 
uh, for that team organizationally. And I think maybe, again, goes back to my point about structures. Maybe he just looks better because of that. Uh, but in terms of defenders beaten, clean breaks, he, you know, tackles made, he's up there. Um, so I'm happy with uh, with Simone. Um, I would say I feel a bit, uh, when we move to 13, I feel a bit, bit uh, bad for Parise. I feel like if the Tars got uh, Parise the ball a little bit more, but he's shown elements of... Uh, of spark and, and dynamism. And I think he would be in there if he got his hands on the ball a little bit more. Um, but I just feel like um, potentially um, his outside partner, old uh, Simone's partner, Iketau, I think probably just gets it. For me, Paisami is still at the moment, just as I said last week, goes for a bit of the hit too much. Um, and is a bit of a defensive liability at times. So I'd go Iketau over Paisami. And, the, and then Paisami's big hit uh, against the Brumbies, he, he sort of shut up shop after that. Um, didn't really have much to say post that big hit, and it was great. Hit, great hit. I was just looking at Parisi's stats here, and mate, the run meters. You get in on the stats. The eleven, the, the the runs, the run meters, the defenders beaten. Like there's some big numbers he's chalking up each game that he's playing Parisi, but he does not see the ball enough. Jim, first of all, I don't add much to this podcast. I already add stats, man. What are you doing trying to rain? Yeah, don't don't right? cut his grass. What are you? Doing? Seriously, man. Well, we will have a we will have a roll here, mate. You do the Argentinian thing. That's your thing. Yeah. All right. No, I just agree then. Whatever you guys said. That's it. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. And- oh, dear. <laughs> uh, who's your two bums then, boys? This is... This is, this is- well, I, I want to defer to Jim here because this is actually really quite difficult. I know, I know my 13, 12, I've got no idea. That's because it's Matt Tamua, man. You should have listened to me. I don't feel like it's Tamua. It doesn't have the body of work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'm just going. Whoever played twelve for the Rebels last, new man. Even he did, though he's, he's, right. he's pretty good, he's I shat on well. him on this podcast. He's Even though he's playing well. exactly, I'm just looking at his stats here. Sorry, Richard, fuck you. But <laughs> um, I, I think he's playing a good game. But just the body of work again, like it's not big enough. And everyone else who's running around at twelve at the moment's actually putting foot to foot to foot to four. They're playing a great game. Uh I'm going to go. Is this so that's your answer? Man, 12 for 12. No. I'm Kunzul for 12 because I think the others have all been great. Mm. Mm. Talk to me, Blake. What is your argument? I'm this way here because I got Tamura as much. I, I, I don't think he's got, he doesn't have the body of work. Yeah, we've established the body of work. <laughs> and the lack, lack thereof there. I actually think Kunzul's been half decent, but he just isn't an attacking threat. Um, he looks like he's a passing and kicking threat. Um, and it's it's not enough. Goal kicking's been good. Um, Defence has been okay. I just, I don't know, I haven't seen enough out of him. I actually think um, Stewart, Simone, Fichetti and Nuu have all been really good. So I just think it's, um, you know, he's the worst of a good class. So it's Kunzel at 12 for me for my bum. Um, hey, and, and he's partnered by Goodwin. Yeah, I got a I got a different thirteen. Hey Jim, if you can seduce me with one stat on uh, on Nunu on Nuru, then I'll I'll, I'll I'll ratify him for you if you want. Loves a stat, doesn't he? It's the tackle success rate for me with Nuru. Um, um, when I look at the stats, when we break it down, he's sitting in the sixty percent. That's so outrageous, right? He's um, the bum. And, and, and at twelve, it's way too you. much of a liability. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. Well, how, what did you, what did you say his percentage was? He's sitting in the sixty percent. Ah, no, Kunzel's at eighty-one. I'm with no bum. Um, and by the way, I, I hear your Godwin for thirteen. I Sucks, throw you. Mate. I throw you, Stacy from the uh, from the Rebels. <laughs>
Well, well, I'm not going to sit here and argue against the rebels holding every jersey in the bum of the, the bum of the <laughs> the bum side. Um, yeah, Stacey Ely sucks. Uh, I'm going to go Kyle Godwin though, because another one on promise who isn't delivering. Oh, and 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 that's a big body of work too. <laughs> a big body Sorry. of work of not delivering. Um, so Kunzel and Goodwin for me, but you guys want. Am I correct? Nuu and Goodwin? <laughs> no, no, Stacey. Stacey. His name's Godwin, man. And yeah, what, what on, is, man. <laughs> I'm certainly not giving him that sort of accolade, the way he's playing. <laughs> All right. We've okay. the puns. <laughs> Who are we endorsing for our worst centers? Is... Uh, Jim, I think it's come down to you, mate. Yeah, yeah. look, it's got to be Nuu and Ripley because I still think Godwin's crossing the line, mate. <laughs> It's Ripley. Yeah, it's Ripley's Ripley. playing 13 for the Rebels. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. They literally have gone to the local factory. I can't follow anymore, so I'm just going to endorse that and push on. Uh, <laughs> who, <laughs> who are your wingers? Who are your form wingers? <laughs> oh, goodness oh, gracious. Oh, dear. Tom Wright? Uh, top try scorer in the competition, I believe. I think so. Um, I think he can still do better in terms of defensively, into like uh, positioning at times. But when he's your top guy, when he's your top try scorer, I think you can't help but pick him. Support lines have been good at times. So uh, for me, uh, Tom Wright has to be in that team, really. Yeah. And I think, by uh, the way, the other one, the other one I think needs to get uh, more recognition. I think Andy Muir, uh, Muirhead has, has been on form for the Brumbies. I think, you know, uh, on that, on that, uh, the wing as well. So, I think the two of them combined. Um, I think, but, but that's 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 typical wing, isn't it? You're in the best team, you look good. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the life of a winger, isn't it? Your team sucks, you get dropped. Yeah, your team wins, just, you get a pay rise. All you do is catch the ball and fall over the line. And, and I would exactly say right. just to, I, I would say like in terms of the red, the Reds, because we could talk about Fluke and, uh, Fluke and Campbell, and they have played really well. But the problem is they've been quite transient in their positions. Like sometimes they played thirteen, they played fifteen. To use your friends. You don't have a body of work. Exactly. You don't have a body of work as a, as a winger. And um, for me, the Tars winger Newsom's one of my bums of the rounds, one of the bums of the competition. Ah, Captain of. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> love your work. Um, love your body of work, Jim. Um, Thank you. And uh, so I think I think it's uh, pretty odd. Um, um, Matele of, the, uh, of the, the force, he's given away too many turnovers. So I don't think he can be in there. So. It's, it's definitely him and Wright for the best wingers, but he's not Australian. Mm. But Matt Ale, um has just been outstanding. I thought he looked a bit fat at the start of the season, but he's got fit and he looks impressive. It's him and Wright for me on the wings. Really? Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think he's been sensational, absolutely sensational, in a not very good side, which I think is hard to do on the sting. Um, so he, he's it's definitely those two for me. But I, I do like him, you a head shout. And I think your jock and fluke criticisms are valid. They've definitely played well, but they haven't been wingers week in and week out. So they are my two. Fluke was horrific on the weekend, Jess Gorn. And I think this is the longest run of good form we've seen from Pattaya. So it needs a shout out. He's a fullback, though, Jim. He played 14 on the weekend. 15. Played 15. No, he played 14. Oh, I'm looking at the Reds one. Um, I'm deep down here, deep down. <laughs> he's played. He's played winger this year. He has, but I think we'll have to call him a fullback now. Two oh, weeks well, then, in a row, starting. We have, we have a problem then because I got Geordie as as, uh, as potentially my bum team. Oh, could be interesting. But who are your who are your uh, pick wingers, Jim? I'm right and Matale. Richard, you are right and Muirhead. Yeah, I'm down to you, Jim. Pressure's on, mate. 
Well, I was running right and Patea, but Patea has been kiboshed. Can you just run a, one stat at me each to convince me, please? Richard, I'll start with you. Uh, first of all, just top top try, uh, second try scorer in the competition, Jim, uh, with four tries. Only one below you, Tom, right? Um, so I think that on its own um, should uh, should jump into the top of the queue. No, right, right's the lock. I'm talking about. I know, yeah, yeah. He's got he's uh, he's scored four tries as opposed to right. I'm saying so, wow. he's one below. So, so wow. that feel that alone. That is impressive. Right, I think so. Blake, what do you got, Matelli? Matelli could. Clean breaks, 236 run metres, four defenders hey. beaten, and a look, wing, look, three tries. I, I, I asked for one stat. Uh, uh, and Blake, Blake, how many turnovers does Matele have? Uh, stat, oh, it's not it's not out loud, yeah. It's 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 got over over two turnovers a game, Jim. I don't think that's impressive, is it? Take it up with his shit back, bro. <laughs> Jim, who are you endorsing? Uh, look, I, I, we haven't got enough forcemen in this team. Richard, that, and you, that, I know I only asked for one stat, but you always give more stats. So I'm going to go with my I, f- I followed the rules, uh, Pushing on, asked, moving on. You asked for one. <laughs> At this you, point, Richard. You always no give more stats. Doesn't matter how many you ask for. There you go with Blake for the bum, uh, bum wingers. It's tricky, isn't it? It's tricky. No. No, I don't think so, but you'll disagree with one of them. Uh, I'm struggling on the bum wingers. Absolutely uh, simple selection for me. All right, I'll try. I'm going to defer. Selection. I'm going to defer to you boys, and you can win me over. Newsom's impressed me this season. I've even stopped the Where's Wally memes on Twitter. It's just because you couldn't find him anywhere, mate. No, actually, there's very few gifts for Where's Wally. I'll have you know that. Um, <laughs> it's quite hard to find. But who, who are you picks, boys? I'm 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 persuadable here. Straight oh, up, you. You yeah, go, Jim. You go. <laughs> all right, so straight up, I actually still have Alex Usum. The problem is all the other players, to, we keep talking about body of work, there's too much, um, so much change in all the others. Like, if, yeah, if you look at, like, for example, the Brumbies, we've just talked about them. Uh, we talk about the, the the Tars. On one side, you have Newsom, and the other winger has changed a few times. Okay, if you, we've talked about the Reds. Okay, if you look at the Force, again, it's been chopping, changing the other the winger. So for me, for consistency, the person who's played the most on the wing, and I know Newsom's played fullback as well before someone gets defensive, for me, it has to be Newsom. And I think it's probably a prisoner of being harsh on him, but uh, I think he's one winger. He has to be one winger, and Pattaya actually has to be the other one. Um and I know again, you're probably not including him now because he's played fullback a lot. But you know, yes, he's he's um, been a lot of defenders, but I think that's when when he's played fullback. But unfortunately, he's still tackling down at seventy eight percent. Unfortunately, too many turnovers. He's in the top ten of turnovers in the, in the competition. So for me, again, just because of the fact he's played, um, he's probably been discounted because of it. But I'm happy to be swayed because I do really like him as a footballer. You'll win me on Newsom. I'm, I'm not coming with you on Bataya. His cover defence yeah. has just got me up and about. That single, that try he scored, yeah. you're wrong with him. But I'll go with you with Newsom. What am you I? lost me there too. You think I'm going to sit here and defend Newsom? Not going to happen. I've got um, Kellaway as my, my second bum. And look, the body of work that's been given, uh, not great. Not, not a great body of work. Small Jumped sample the size on the though. weekend. Doesn't matter, you know. It's the fall from grace. That's the narrative here. Last year, erect a statue, you know. This year, tear it down. Tear it down. Tear it down. Tear it. All right. You won me over, Jim. I'm on board. It's Galloway. Newsom and Galloway. There you go. A couple of math teachers. Your wingers for your bum, of the round, bum team. Uh, 15. Uh, I'm going to go form. Obviously, it was a big fall from grace on the weekend, uh, but Tom Banks is the form 15 Australian rugby. Got to be. He is. He is, yeah. 
without a shadow. Um, but you know, not even close. Someone else's this, jersey to take just, now, though. Could I just say this was a, for both uh, form and bum? This was the easiest position at the entire fifteen. Who's your bum? You, you really don't know who my bum would be for the uh, underachievers. Oh, it's got to be Hodge, doesn't it? Absolutely, Reese. Captain, we're going to get in our powers, Captain. No, no, Powell is. Yeah, they deserve each other, don't they? Mm. We're going to have a coffee together if they like and discuss yeah. the 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 twins and froings of the game of rugby. Yeah, uh, Banks. Just to echo your point, I think his support lines, particularly in a Brumby shirt, are awesome. Um, still needs a bit to be a bit more secure under the high ball, but um, just his uh, receipt from the ball when he collects it is very uh, dangerous. Um, and uh, Reese Hodge is the antithesis of both of those things. So uh, I think he needs to improve dramatically. All right. So who's your uh, captain in your form side? Mine's Tupo in that he's the best player. My captain in the bum side's pal. Well, I think uh, um, Tupo only just made the team because yeah. Kathy was a close. Because yeah, he was supposed team. to be captain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the so, armband was already cut for a big arm. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't know if Tupin, Tupo's got captain qualities in him. You're just picking him because he's the best player. Yeah. But at yeah. the end of the day, man, he, he plays with a recklessness that is not becoming of a good good Wallaby captain. Oh, who's I'm, your captain? I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wanting to... <laughs> Do you know what? I don't want to get Blake upset, so let's. I'll go with Tupo, mate. I'll, I'll oh, thanks, Tupo Richard. Too. I needed that, mate. Uh, yeah. And we all agree, Joe Powell? Yeah, absolutely. Second, uh, got to be. These two teams play each other. Uh, bums versus versus form. What's the score difference? Thirty. Yeah, I've got I got bums by ten. <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> on the on the upset. <laughs> um, Depends who's refereeing, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was a fun point of difference. Shall we quickly? Quickly yeah, jump into the games, something different this week. <laughs> uh, but obviously, um, you know, we, we had quite a bit of footy this weekend, didn't we? I mean, yeah, we did. I think we, I think we should change that to, to get the, the good shout out. I think we should change it. We normally start at the bottom. Let's let's start positive. Let's start at the top um, in terms of uh, Pacifica and Hurricanes. Um, what an epic game. And the fact that we talk about all the positivity that the Drua bring to this competition, I fail the fact that uh, you know, the fact that we're getting to see Moana Pacifica now play on a regular basis to win after the siren, you know, and that golden point with a with a steal with a jackal over the ball and then a kick chase, I just thought was magical. And I just can't wait to see them continue to grow in the same way that uh, um, that obviously the Drua have. And obviously even Leofano rolling back the years a little bit. So for me, that was it was, it was an epic watch wasn't it and that's why you you go through the torment of the repetitive working week to hit the friday and catch a game like this yeah absolutely champagne rugby mm, here here endorse all of those points it was um special all the things we love about this sport um and how good's a great finish like that um and just the fact that the drew and moana severe both already got a win on the board um, with so little prep and COVID disruptions is, is just bloody brilliant. Um, and, and yeah, awesome. All right. And, and I love that. Sorry, just I love the, 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 the <laughs> commitment and the drive to continually go to the last second, you know, and that comes from a great team spirit. Uh, that comes from a great uh, cohesive uh, um, team. And I think that that's a nice segue to, to the drawer as well, because as you said, um, you know, they were they had a chance with five, I mean, those two late tries, you know, and they they 
could have folded. They could they could have given up earlier, but the fact that they kept on going and that score from that went that went ninety meters again just shows the flair and the freedom and the maverick nature that they possess, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think um, the narrative out of this one, uh, obviously, we're going to get up to the rebels. We fucking pile on them every week. Um, got a win, got the job done. Played half decent um, along the way. But the narrative in this one is just the way modern rugby is. Territory wins games. Um, the the rebels won Been like this that one. for a very long time. It has, but it's real clear right now. They, they won this one without the pill, but they just played territory. They played in the right areas, um, and the Drua struggled. I think when you do that, that's the blueprint. Um, so good on the the rebels for getting it done. Mm. And that's the thing. Uh, and the, you know what? Jim talked about the force at the beginning of the season. The season you know, how were they going to respond? I think that the big thing is now for the Rebels, how are they going to respond? Are they going to build on this or are they going to fold? So, you know, I, think, I believe that they have a week off. They have a bye the following week and their, their game after that uh, for the Rebels is their force, force which, is a, which is, sorry, force, got the best fans in the country. That is, that is winnable. So, uh, obviously, and have an extra week to prepare. So, for the Rebels, yes, it's still not there yet, but uh, maybe it's the start of something. I don't believe it is, but um, maybe it's the start. Well, you'll, you'll see that the Force have next week off as well. So, that's an encounter that's going to have some steam behind it. Um, yeah. But, look, I'm anticipating. I just, look, I'm going to be straight up here, man. I do not enjoy watching the Rebels play football. find them really hard to barrack for and cheer for. I'm just, I'm struggling to get through the 80 of a Rebel games at the moment. Mm. I, I, I've been saying that all year. They're the least, that there's sort of, I don't know what it is, but there's nothing appetising. There's no player you want to watch. There's no, they're not amazing at set piece. They don't have a freakish winger. They don't have a young up-and-coming star that you want to see how he goes. There's just nothing doing in a Rebels game. It's like they're elevated music. You're just waiting for it to be over. Um, I don't disagree with that one. I'll still watch every minute, but I just couldn't care less. Um, Force Brumbies. Um, look, let's be simple here. The Brumbies win this by 20 if there's no red card. Didn't even. They, they came out of the blocks absolutely firing. And the most telling thing that I noticed was just how much ad line they were breaking, just how much momentum they had with each carry that first 20 minutes. It was apples and oranges in terms of weight behind each run and how they were persevering and getting past the contact. Like it was absolutely telling. And uh, let's be honest. Points as a result. Hmm. What? Let's be it's honest. The Brumbies, Brumbies, I, was, Brumbies I wasn't B-side. lying. Brumby's B-side too. But was it? Yeah. Well, the whole front row was arrested. Mate, Lonigan's in the Wallaby squad. Yeah, he nine was arrested, nine and true. ten arrested. Like it's five five positions of being rested in a super ugly game. It's pretty substantial. But the depth of them with when Co and Lonigan are coming on and they're on your B side, um, yeah, exactly. Both nine and two. Like it's as much as you're probably right. It's still a very strong side. I think that uh, I agree with that point. You know, yes, it is a B in a bit of covers, but it's not a true B because the 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 depth or the quality and the depth of that Brumby struggle squad is so strong. So it's not a it's not a true B B team style, you know. But yes, I understand the fact it's not their first choice player. So the level, the the quality level doesn't drop significantly as it does in other teams. Yeah, um, you know, Waratahs, for example. I think you're right though in terms of the red card. Uh, there were so many points scored by the force in that time, or over twenty points. Um, you're right, it did make a, a big difference. Uh, but what surprised me more than anything was, you know, the last point scoring was in the 60th minute. You know, there was uh, uh, a little bit of a, a drop in 
you know, the clinical nature in that last uh, last stanza. Um, but that's nothing to be too critical about because for that first 60 minutes, it was a great watch for many reasons. <laughs> if you boys thought I was going to touch uh, this red card, <laughs> you were wrong. Um, now, just really quickly on the red card here, it would be remiss of me not to say something. Um, I think under the current framework, clearly a red, everyone knows it's a red. It's not the right argument to be having. Um, I just think for this one, I think at the moment we've got the balance way too far one side um, and it's taking away from the spectacle um, and the competition of a game. And what I mean by competition, I mean the fair competition. Um, I think it was the TARS assistant coach who said that. We're taking something away from the game. Banks' technique was atrocious, but Taya showed you how to do it the next game. But surely a broken jaw and a penalty try is probably sufficient punishment. Um, and I and the other thing is I just don't think it's working as a deterrent. We're not seeing less. We're seeing more. Um, so I just don't buy the deterrent argument either. Um, it's For me, it's, it is genuinely ruining the fun of the game. Um, and I, there's no exaggeration. I flicked over to the league and just enjoyed some fast footy for 10 minutes whilst I, like, washed my palate. Um I think we got the balance wrong. I know people passionately feel the other way, but fuck, it's something rugby needs to address. The only thing I would question, the only thing I would question about that, you know, your statement there is is the deterrent part. We don't actually know though, because the incidence levels are obviously going to increase because we're ultimately refereeing it at a much harsher level. So therefore the incidence is going to increase. We don't have the data. Well, I don't have it in front of me. I don't have the data from... Yeah, the stats man, Richard. Um, well, no, no, we don't. You're, you're right. And, and But I think we need that until we can have an honest conversation about this. And then I think the other bit we're not having a conversation about, we're acting like the tackle is the only time we need to manage concussions. And like I said last week, we're having players play the week after a knockout. We're having players come back in the second half after they've been knocked out. We are not seeing concussions and head injuries taken seriously, yet we're the fucking moral police when it comes to a tackle being an inch wrong. And in this yeah, case, think, Banks was heaps wrong. But, yeah, um, and I think we, we need to just preface the fact that the well-being of the players is super important. But I agree with your point that there needs to be a consistency. And the problem with uh, rugby is it's so uh, subjective rather than objective in terms of their interpretation of the rules. Uh, the breakdown is a huge area, and that's obviously been addressed in terms of the contact to the head. But I think it's just the players have got to... Um, got to show that they're making an effort to bend the knees and get a little bit lower. Um, and that's very hard to do, as we all know, in a, in a obviously a split second. Um, but that's the thing that uh, needs to be, obviously the player needs to show that they're doing. Um, yeah, it, it just feels to me like um, we're, we're treating any degree of speeding in your car um, as you lose your licence for 10 years. Like there's no common sense in terms of what is intentional. But do you know what I mean? Like we're handling every single head knock as if it's the same. Yeah, rugby's being played in a constant state of double demerits. Isn't it? That's that's what we're doing. It's constant double demerits. It's double Ds all year round, baby, and it's a problem. I don't know. It's just it's it's genuinely and you don't like the game management. Oh, fuck. All right. Say whatever you want to say. I'm just saying for me the game shit. Once I see a red card, yeah. The 20-minute cards come some way to rectify that issue. I mean, if, if the if the Brummies didn't get someone back on, we probably would have seen more points after the 60th minute. Um, so I yeah. think the 20-minute red card is a step in the right direction. Um, but ugh, I just found Highlanders it. Blues. Uh, Highlanders Blues. I'll tell you what the heart the Blues have done is they've stacked their roster, mate. Mm. I didn't know Joe Schmidt was fucking their assistant coach. Mm. 
that's only Good just point. become apparent to me. Mm. Um, uh, they're all in on this thing. I don't know when it's going to come to them. Bowden Barrett got a pretty horrific head injury just building off of what you just said. Yeah, like, I'm sure he plays but, um, yeah, of course he will. But they're a, they're a fiery team. I they're a fiery team with some good coaching behind them. Oh, um, I would say about the Blues is that, that jersey was disgraceful. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a worse Awful. rugby jersey? They look like the Canterbury Bulldogs from Super League. Mm-hmm. I take it. not great at all. You didn't no, mind I didn't, it? I didn't like it. So, uh, no, I hated it. I love I, I love Forsyth though. I thought it's that, it, it, them playing Forsyth with that white jersey, the sun shining through, the uni students in the stands. I don't know. It just worked. I really enjoyed this encounter. Crusaders reminded me um, why the Crusaders are the Crusaders. Um, and just just epic. And I know there was obviously a moment where there was a you know elements of just rugby heaven being played at points, but um, you know it was a great game to watch. Yes, they're just going to say, don't they? Yeah. And it's nice to see them back in Waikato, wasn't it? So, you know, nice that they're, you know, out of their hub a little bit, the, the Chiefs. And obviously looking forward to Super, the Super Rugby round in a few weeks' time, where uh, there's obviously going to be uh, all, all those teams played at, at Melbourne. So, yeah, excited uh, for them. And, you know, uh, it, was, it was a good game to watch. I enjoyed it. Much more fun than watching those shitty Rebels. And then the Reds and Waratahs, and tell me if I'm wrong here, maybe it's the result of just watching two full games back-to-back into the lead-up of this one, but there just didn't seem that much atmosphere for me in the Reds-Tars. Like, I I, I wasn't riding every single shot, every single play, but it could be just viewer fatigue at this point because I was really invested into the two preceding games. I thought it was a dogfight, Tars-Reds. I thought it was a dogfight. It just – and it wasn't a bad game of rugby. Um, Again, I I just think the Reds win by – 40 if it wasn't for the red card. It was only competitive because of that period. I know the Tars didn't capitalise it um, like the Force did, but it clearly took something out of the Reds. Um, Reds, um, Tars started very well, and then it was just all Reds from that point. Mm. But something with the Reds, and I, look, they had the red card, sure, just doesn't seem to be... And the yellow, there's 13 dudes on the field. For exactly. It's it's fucking... That, that yellow card rule is the worst rule in rugby, without a doubt, um, and I hate red cards. Um, Definitely a yellow, by the way. It's just such a dumb rule. Um, but I would say something just doesn't seem to be firing with the Reds this year. I don't know if it's BPA, Murphy, <coughs> Solokai Lotto. Something is missing um, in terms of they just, whereas the it Brumbies. shines off. Yeah, the Brumbies look like a machine. The, Rebel, the Reds look like individuals. And I, I've said it before a few times. They just, it hasn't clicked. Maybe they're building into the season. And last year they sprinted through this. No, they got championship fatigue, mate. The last two years, the year before, everything they had just came shy. Last year, even more than everything they had, and they got on top, and they just shattered. Like maybe they got a little bit, I'm not going to say they're not motivated, but there is an essence of loss of internal motivation here because they achieved their ultimate goal. What's their next goal the, uh, to be a Kiwi team? They reached the pinnacle. And it's very hard if that's their pinnacle. By na- by na- naturally, you drop a level. So maybe they're, this is their level right now. And last year was just they exceeded their level. I don't think so. I, th- I think Thorne's timed his season a bit better. And that's what you're seeing with the rotation of players. And they've had a lot of injuries. And I don't think they've played in the dry yet. It rains every single week for them. And they're a dry track team. Um, I, I'm a bit more optimistic. I think they're building so that they can challenge the Kiwis, whereas I think last year they had ran their Melbourne Cup and then they had to play the Kiwis a week later and they had to rest the whole team. 
Um, I think I think they're playing the long game this season, and I think they've been dogged by wet weather um, and injury that it might all come together, but right now it isn't. Right now it, it isn't working for the Reds, um, but they're still finding a way to win. Next week against the Brumbies is, is for all the marbles, though. Um, they're going to have to put it together there because the Brumbies are a well-oiled machine at the moment. Well, Mark, in, in the diary, 22nd of April, I think it is, um, Reds versus Canes in Melbourne. It's that, so maybe you're right. Maybe they're building to that game. Maybe that's the Why thing. are the Reds playing the Hurricanes in Melbourne? That's the super round, mate, where all the teams go over to Melbourne and play. Oh, you're all across it, mate. They're just doing the... Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> that, that'd be great. Like... Why are they going to Melbourne, mate? They get three people there. Well, maybe they're the trying, maybe they're trying to... Yeah, how could that be that everybody become over at Leichhardt? That'd be awesome. Um, do you want to project over to, to, to next week? By the way, the tipping comp, I was uh, super happy that... I think it was you, uh, old Blake, tip the uh, the drawer to beat Rebels. So I'm back on level terms with you, mate. And Jim, I have no idea what your alias is. So I have no idea if you're smashing us or not. Mate, I've never tipped. I signed up, never tipped. You're such, so, an, you're such, an, you're such an asset to the team, Jim. Um, yeah, Drew, yeah. I, I knew I shouldn't have tipped them, but I, I talked ourselves into it with how hard we go at the Rebels on this podcast. Yeah. I love the fact that you did that. So uh, thank you very much. Um, and the thing is about I love the, the, the tipping company. It's actually really close. It's just going to come down to some or two, a uh, couple of decisions along the way. So, Jim, you're definitely out of it. But, uh, <laughs> Blake, I'm, I'm above you at the moment. That's all that matters. Uh, next week, Jim, have you got the lines for us? Uh, i got them open. you got them open? What do you got? What do you got? Well, Blues and Moana Pacifica, lines 19.5 with a Blues clear win here. Oh, for me, even though we are just talked about specific, I'll probably still take the Blues at 19. At yeah, 20, you're going to put 20 points on them? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. Yeah, They're fiery, mate. Caleb Clark. Jeez, yeah. I forgot all about that guy. And and it's tucked in too. I'm going to go with you. He's tucked. I'm going to go with you. Blues for 20. Kepu coming off the back of the disappointment and not making the Wallaby squad. It's not great. Didn't make but the side either. Yeah, once he finds out he doesn't make our team, he'll be destroyed, man. Satyrs um, Highlanders uh, line is fourteen point five. It's a lot of points for a South Island derby. I'm going to go. They pile on. They pile on late. The Crusaders. Really I'm going to. I'm going to go Highlanders <laughs> within fourteen point five. I just think the the localness of the derby always reduces the points. I'm going to go Satyrs with the points because they're coming back to Orange Theory Stadium, which is a horrible name, but they lost last time they were here. Yeah, and the Crusaders won by beat the Highlanders by fifteen in the first game of the season or second game. What was the points? What was the line, Jim? Fifteen and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Satyrs. I'm gonna take the Highlanders um, at fifteen. Next one, mate. This is the one to get on. This is my pick'em. The Tars eight (coughs) point five. Yeah, I'd still take the Tars at eight point five. I would take the Tars at eight point five here. Yeah, you have to. You have to. But the Drew is so hard to pick. Who's yeah. showing up? Mm. But Rebels have shown their blueprint, right? Rebels and, and Brumbies show the blueprint against the Druids territory. Mm. Um, you should never forget the Tars, mate. Round one. Did the same thing. Scored lots of points. Yeah. Just who's in the Tars? They, they were a shell of yeah. a team last week. No coach and every single player injured. Mm. And Edmund at, at 10, it looks exciting, but doesn't love contact. Passes yeah. well behind the ad line. Um, yeah, someone said to me, a, a wise man said that if you're center or fly off, you don't really have to worry about tackling. Or no, no, I mean, run, the position, no, right. uh, I mean <laughs> running into contact. Um, uh, right, and then the, so, the final game. Um, the rest of 
Well, the big the rest ones. of them don't seem to have any lines at the moment. But uh, so- Red, Reds, Brumbies. Let's say that's even money. You, you know, Brumbies by two at the most. But who are you guys going? It's in Suncorp. I might go Reds. You know, I appreciate the fact that the Brumbies have had a week off. Uh, they've they've obviously uh, recuperated. Uh, but I'm I'm listening to you, Blake, and saying that they're building. Brumbies they're haven't building. had a week off. What are you talking about? They're going to be uh, Tom Banksless. No, well, you don't have to be Tom Banksless, but you get your front row back, you get uh, your two, your nine and ten back. Uh, so maybe the maybe the red spot, but it'll be super close. It'd be within like within a score. So I'm going to go reds. Maybe yeah, might change my mind by the time my tips in. So not many points going to be scored here is my pick too. Mm. I'm really excited for this one because the first one was such a dog of a game. It was so shit. I'm hoping this is the game we missed out on last time. Mm. Shoot out, old fashioned shoot out. So are you, are you on the reds, Jim? No. No. You're on the Brumbies? Yeah, I am. I, I, I'm kind of my, my – I've got a gut feeling the Reds are going to win this, but my, my heart and my head say Brumbies. I'm going to go the Brumbies. Um, we also just need to say excited about a Tuesday night game of rugby, by the way. I just need to just go back I saw to that. that, but I thought that can't be right. Yeah, because that was the game that was cancelled. It wasn't the first round of the, the first round of the competition, yeah. Pacific Blues. Tuesday night, Tuesday Arvo game of rugby. Look at that there go. Uh, and then they play again on Saturday. Holy moly! Pacific and the least of the Blues, the least of the Blues twice in five days. <laughs> Welcome to the comp, guys. Welcome. <laughs> you had your first yeah. win, do you? Enjoy Caleb Clark running out yeah. every five days. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Chiefs to beat the Canes as well, depending on the team pick, but surely go Chiefs beat the Canes. Remember they used to do that at, at, at club rugby when you missed the Saturday but needed to squeeze the game and you played on the dog track at the back of the training field, squeeze a Wednesday the game in there at like 8.05 kickoff, reduced halves. Still better than training though. <laughs> well, it wasn't because if it was an away game, no one, you think anyone's showing up for that? <laughs> Who's playing rugby Wednesday night at 9 p.m.? Oh, that's, that's terrible. At, at Hornsby. No. Oh. All right, just just last thing before we wrap it up, by the way. I saw Simon Cron got appointed the Western Force coach today, which I think is great news. Uh, we talked about him when he got passed over for the for the TARS uh, um, head coach job. So I'm excited that he's going to be back in uh, Australian rugby. So uh, congratulations to him. Excited, excited for him. It's great. I don't know if it's the right appointment for him. No. Uh, would patients maybe have served him better? Don't know. But if he wants yeah. it, he wants it. It's going to be good. good. From it, uh, but, but, Put it all on the line, mate. But where else, right? So, McKellar, he's got his successor at the Brumbies, doesn't he? And then you've got to imagine Coleman's going to have a good run at the Tars. Yeah. And that's Thorne's team for as long as he wants. And I certainly wouldn't be lining up to coach the Rebels anytime soon. No. No. So it may as well get paid in Western Australia. And and it's a, you're playing with house money. No one expects mm. them to do, you know, what are they meant to win one game a year? No, but I think there's the expectation. There's been spent a bit of money down there. I think next season um, they'll be expected to to do much better, I think. You know, if you think about some of the players they brought to him. But um, I'm excited to see what he's going to add because I think he's a good coach. So, um, Awesome, boys. Well, that was good fun. Nice to chat with yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Have see a great week. Bye. <laughs>